you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Jason Bond, also known as Emery. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yes, and Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Hey, what's up? Hey, this is episode number 32. We are recording on November 22nd for release on November 23rd. A couple things to talk about. Big news about Sombra came out hours before we recorded this, so we're going to talk about Sombra? changes coming. Ooh, yeah, not Sombra, Ooh, Symmetra. Ooh, someone's been riding the Sombra trade too long. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've been saying Sombra for so long that that's what just, when I see something with an S now, you know, that's what I see. You've been I made a mistake. Been, been, guys, I made a mistake. You've been, cheat- You've been cheating on your baby with Sombra, haven't you? <laughs> Dude, I haven't touched Sombra since the since the uh, actually since she went live. That's, I haven't touched her. I mean, in the in the name in the words of Destiny's Child, say my name. <laughs> That's terrible. Anyway, anyway, we're also gonna talk about some uh, some changes needed for competitive mode that we may or may not see in season three. Uh, we actually had quite a bit of user feedback last week, so we're gonna dig into that. And we're going to talk a little bit about First Strike, the book that could have been. But before we do that, and before I even ask the guys how they're doing, there is a correction. There's a correction that we have to make from last week. So we got a notification from Chris Fonseca. I really hope I'm saying that correctly, Chris. Sorry about that. I think it's Chris Fonseca uh, from Twitter. And he let us know that Mercy can use Rez in 3v3. She can. I mm-hmm. misspoke, and I apologize for that. I wasn't yep. here for that, so I take no blame for any of it. I know. You're, I, you're guilty I played by as, association. I, no, no. I, you, I played we go as down, Mercy. We go down together. Anyway, <laughs> I played as Mercy, and I didn't see the skulls or the spirit or the souls when I was playing. So I didn't really think you could do it. But lo and behold, after he called it out and I went back, and double-checked again, playing as Mercy. I was like, oh, okay, they are there. You can res. He is he is 100% correct. I was 100% wrong, and I apologize. Good man. Yeah. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're even, then. You fucked up last week. I fucked up today. With the name well, Reeves. I guess it's my turn this week, so <laughs> we got a little well, while to try. You're, you're backlogged on fuck-ups, Bond. <laughs> so... But, uh, okay, now that we got that out of the way, also, um, we did say we were going to check up on those new report player options, and indeed there are new options to report players. There's abusive chat, and there is griefing slash uh, inactivity. So if somebody, I mean, I, I think griefing is the one that's going to 
that's get really overloaded. going to yeah, it's going to get hit a lot because once and even now that like with with Torbjorn better, even in quick play, I've had people like yelling at me for using Torbjorn on offense. Even though I'm just it's quick play and I'm trying new things out, but I can totally see that I probably got hit with that option a lot <laughs> <laughs> for griefing like characters as long as we have this stupid meta you know based on usage that we have for this game as long as we have this this mindset that the meta is the gospel well not we because you know we here at watchpoint radio and our listeners do not believe in that false shit about the, good, <laughs> the church the meta of god being the does not appreciate the false shit yeah, we don't believe in the false shit. <laughs> so, uh, but um, a lot of the community still uh, goes by that meta, and as long as there's that mindset, there's going to be a lot of characters that are going to be labeled as um, troll characters. So, if you use one of those characters, you might get reported. I just need to. I wonder what, like, what's the threshold? How many times do you have to be reported for some type of action to kick off from Blizzard? Mm. You know. That's, I guess, that's the real question. I mean, abusive chat is really easy because if you hit abusive chat, they probably take your chat log. I'm yep. pretty sure that's what they do in World of Warcraft. Actually, I'm pretty positive because I did see a post one time of somebody in uh, in the Blizzard forums saying that you know, well, they were complaining that the. Uh, they got banned for no reason, and then the admin that banned them hopped on that thread and posted what they should. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's that's awesome. crazy." I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's dope, some so. that's some justice porn right there." <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so now we can get started the way we normally do. Bond, you were not here last week. Tell us how you've been doing. Uh, uh, work. We actually, just to let you know, I don't care about your regular life. We're talking Overwatch life here. Yeah, I know. That's overshadowed my Overwatch life. Uh, I did get in, actually, a decent amount of Overwatch this weekend. Uh, I've been playing a lot more May lately, because, you know, it's pretty amazing. So, uh, I've been picking that up whenever I can, just because, you know, we're talking about griefing, and it's it's very fun to pick up a May and just, you know, troll players when they're trying to kill you. Uh, I've been doing that bit and getting some Symmetra love and uh, actually playing a little bit of Reinhardt. Trying to play a lot of characters lately that I don't normally do it because it's, you know, fun and new. I need well, to know my, I need to know my way, enemy. <laughs> with the way quick play is, you can actually learn how to play those characters. Imagine that. Yeah. I, yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it. No freaking, like, double, triple, you know, one character coming at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no more diva spam. Quick play is much... Is like much better now. I really like it. Even though I did, I queued for six v six limitless, mm-hmm. so I can try to get like a loot box, and I punked out. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I hit cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't stick to it. Had to give up. Couldn't stick to it. I just thought about. I was. I thought about how bad quick play used to be, and now that badness has concentrated in that group. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes that's true. About it. I was like, I, I can't agree do with it. you. I'm I mean, gonna check with my having, uh, having like cold sweats, having to wipe my forehead off. <laughs> I'm gonna check with my friends tonight when I go do my raid later on, and I'm gonna see if they're happy with how quick play turned out because I know they were all bitching and complaining about it, being like, "No, man, I want to be able to do double McCree. I want to be able to do you know like six soldiers. I want to be able to do double Diva." 
And I was the only one that was like, no, that's stupid. I'm great. I'm happy it's going away. So I'm going to find out tonight how that goes. They can still do that. They just have to now go up against other people who want to do the same thing. So fuck them. Exactly. Exactly. They want to be trolls and do it to people who they know won't do that shit. And now they have to deal with it with people that will do the same thing to them. They See, I call those people assholes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. This is like what was it, like Cheater Island, but it's not nobody's <laughs> actually cheating. <laughs> you know, right? I will say nobody's though, actually I cheating. I do well. I'll we'll get into that in a second. Well, what were you gonna say? Oh, I just um, I found Brawl was the quickest way to get through my nine loot boxes, like the all random oh, Brawl, okay. like because you either win it really fast or you lose it really quickly, just depending on what the situation is. That's actually not a bad idea. I, I was never really a big fan of Brawl, so I, I haven't gone into the Brawls, to be honest with you. I mean, maybe if I got a little group together, I'd be more um, open to going into that stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm that one. like, nah, that's yeah, okay. I wouldn't go in by yourself, and Super Shimada Brothers still makes me want to kill myself. God, I hate <laughs> that mode. Yeah, it was just two characters I don't like playing. Same. Like, you're already talking about how else has your uh, Overwatch week been um good uh i've gotten i've done pretty well i've been enjoying everything i've gotten to play a lot of sombra actually and it's starting i was awful like god i was bad like i'd play her for a while and i just be like i can't i can't i can't curse my team like this this is this is like almost if i was like a toxic person or something just keep playing this crap over and over again and just being bad uh but she's starting to click for me a little bit it's starting to make more sense um, I think uh, she's pretty awful to play if your team is not good, though. I noticed that when y- I picked her up a lot of really You weekend. need coordination. Yes, you definitely you need coordination, or you just have to be the backline assassin and just go in the backline and kill their weak little healers or whatever, if you yep. can. Um, but you can you can fuck with shit, though. I've I've denied, like health packs to people that didn't realize I was behind their line and they died because of it because they'd go for it and then like yep. be like nope you're dead sorry GG <laughs> um, but yeah she's fun she's still I don't think she's one of my favorite heroes though but she's definitely an attacker that I enjoy playing over the other attackers but that's that's another story um, uh, the arcade mode fuck 1v1 fuck everything <laughs> about it hate it and it can die in a fire uh 3v3 is actually kind of fun and intense though like my heart fucking like gets going in 3v3 like <laughs> I, I it's like sweating bullets um but quick play like y'all like y'all been saying and praising it like quick play is where i live quick play is my home that's like agreed i i fucking love that mode I'm glad they're going to be playing competitive next season. Then I mean, I will the first ten matches, and then depending on if my rank's high enough, I'll stop, like I did this season. <laughs> like I don't know, I I might play a little competitive, but I don't foresee a lot of it. I I feel like I play about as much competitive as I do now. I don't see that changing. I think if the only way I'm really going to do competitive too, I think is if it's with the people here in this podcast, I, 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 you know, I've, I've done a lot of gaming over what now, like almost 10 years with jaw. So it's like, you know, it, it, it works out good when it's us, but it's like when I go in with other people, I'm just like, all right, I kind of hate you guys a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that's good <laughs> enough for me. I'm going to go back to quick play now. Cause it's like competitive, but without the rank. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. 
It can be rough. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have. I, the I think we talked about that a little bit on this show. Just, eh, just a little bit. <laughs> just, just I don't think I have the willpower to sit through all that solo play you did. You are a uh, you are a, a stronger willed man than I am when it comes to that. I, I did. Yeah, I did a lot of solo play. I, I had a glutton for like, punishment. I think like 150, 200 matches on record. Oh. Uh, that that I recorded all that data, but the thing is, like, I didn't even need it because they admitted it at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They admitted it that they fucked up at the end of the season. I'm just like, well, at least I was right. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you broke your, but you broke your own like testament of solo queue. Yeah, he did. I wonder what I else did. broke at that point. Like, if when that info came out, if his will just like died a little bit. Like I just went through all of this for them to. Well, I guess at least they admitted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I don't have to make a really long form post about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um. So for my week, I actually have not over the last past few weeks. I really haven't been playing PC that much. I gotta be honest with you. When I did play PC like two weeks ago, I really felt like it felt like I haven't played PC, and my gameplay suffered because of it. Like I was like throwing like. 25% hooks. My accuracy was down. And it's it's not going to take me too long to bounce back, but I do need to, I think, pay more attention to PC. But, th- I mean, the reason I think I've been playing PC so little is because I've been having a really great time playing on the Xbox. Uh, I've been playing on some PS4 a little bit too, but mainly I've been playing on the Xbox and getting a chance to meet uh, a bunch of the listeners. And I've been having a good time playing with those guys, even if we lose. And actually, shout out to the Syrinx again. We had He came out for the Community Night last week. And Eagle Eyes, she came out for the Community Night last week. And we played. And I, I had a great time, even though we didn't win all of our games. It was it, It's still fine. Um, I wish we could get a full six sometime. Because like we, we just experienced that thing uh, where we were talking about it takes one person to to kill your team and we had with this one game where this guy on defense only went bastion he would only go bastion and that's why we lost i just constantly heard him getting killed you know mm-hmm. then on offense we were doing better on offense until we hit a roadblock and then he just like emergency bastion that's what he did <laughs> he just like swapped over uh to bastion last week so it was not somebody on our team but one of the people that we really didn't have in group chat and it kind of sucked but you know there was there was another person we played with i cannot remember his name but um he he was a he was a, a cool guy too he came with eagle eyes eagle if you see him tell him i said hi and thanks um <laughs> but yeah i've been having a really great time playing on the xbox and i think it's gotten much better after you know quick play the changes to quick play um I did not get a chance to play during the free weekend. Actually, I didn't see many people playing the free weekend. I didn't mean the regulars, like people on my friends list. I think that people were actually trying to avoid the new players. I I can believe that. <laughs> I and I can that, believe it. That's kind of interesting because usually when you have a free weekend and an influx of new players, that's noob harvesting season. Like, the annual noob harvest happens around Christmas. Yeah, but noob... And it's a joyous occasion. Yeah, but noob, okay? noob harvest only works in a solo player way. This game, you can't just... Because what happens is you get the noob, and then they harvest your happens, noob, yeah. and then you suffer for it. 
Well, that's what I was going to get to. Like, this game, the annual new new harvest, is more like a punishment than a <laughs> than a celebration. Like, I also have Titanfall 2, which I've been playing, and I can't wait for the new harvest for Titanfall 2. Like, <laughs> if, I'm, if I come home from work and I feel bad about myself, you best believe I'm turning on Titanfall 2 during the oh week <laughs> of Christmas. <laughs> you know, the, the wow. week after Christmas. So, so what have you <laughs> I been know I'm a terrible person, right? But whatever. <laughs> go go ahead. I'm sorry, Bond. What uh, what what uh, console have you been playing that on? Or is it PC you're playing Titanfall 2 on? Oh, I've been playing on uh, Xbox One. Because Microsoft had it for 35 bucks. They, they're doing that Black Side uh, Friday so sales is Origin early, right now, way, guys. Oh, they have it for 35 bucks too? Uh, I think less than that. But yeah, I'll take a look. If it's less than that, I might pick it up there, too. It's a, it's a fun game. The thing about Titanfall 2, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, because once again, this is not a right. Overwatch podcast, <laughs> but this is what Call of Duty could have been if Activision was not so concerned with keeping a Modern Warfare theme, because that's what the dude bros wanted to play. Dude this bros. is the game that, that those guys wanted to make. But Activision stopped them from making, and I think it's good. Too bad they. I think we talked about Titanfall two last week too. That they we did, yeah, because they they released it between two two huge games, and it's a shame they did. But I would I would recommend it. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But um, hey, back to Overwatch. Yeah, I mean, I've just been having a really great. And you, you, if you would have told me that I'd be having such a great time playing Overwatch on console back in like. Early May, April, mm. I would have called you a liar. I really would have to be honest with you, <laughs> um, because I mean, I got the PS4 version because I, uh, you know, I had a I had a buddy that I was gonna get. I was like, yeah, I'll get it, no problem. And then I saw it was pretty good, and you know, uh, I played with some people there, and I, and I liked it. And I got on Xbox, and I just I prefer in terms of the console. I, I do believe that the Xbox does have uh, for Overwatch does have better controls. Oh, so it, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I think that's just the controller. Like I I I be. feel like the, the Xbox controller is better for shooters and always has been. Like I don't know. There's something about like the way the Xbox controller handles that just feels right for a shooter. Yeah, it's much easier to acquire targets and stuff like that. That's why I like that. Now, speaking of acquiring targets, I did want to bring up the fact that Soldier, as OP as he feels on PC right mm-hmm. now. He feels even more OP on console. Like he's ridiculous on console. I was I was just burning through people as we were playing when I was soldier, and it's mainly because it's very easy to predict movement on console. Oh well, yeah, because they you can't movements a bit limited when you're having dual stick. Yes, when, see, it's why doing, I can't do console. Uh, it just does not no, work for me. No, you can't do console because you refuse to learn. You're stubborn. That's why you can't do console. I, Let's not I, get it twisted. I, I, Let's not get it twisted. That's not true. I, I have played some of the Halo, Halo games on console. I have done that. You always fall back to that. You know, that's like that's like the old... I love the storyline I have it. a black friend. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <sighs> no, nah, I'm fucking with you, Bond. <laughs> No, it's um. No, I think you do have to spend a little bit more time with it. To be honest with you, and not mm-hmm. I'm, I just break your balls. It, it it does if you go from PC to console only, 
Uh, like, if you've been playing PC for years and never really got into console and then try to go and play on console, it is difficult. Um, I will... I will be honest. Um, Overwatch, I think, is a little bit easier to transfer over because you don't have Twitch controls and things like that. Yeah, I I kind of agree because... I mean, I started as a console shooter and then moved to PC, and now, like, going back to play on PS4 on the occasions I do, like, it takes me a minute, but then it all just comes flying back after, like, an hour and a half or so, give or take, depending on how, depending on just, like, who I'm playing, but, yeah, the way Overwatch plays definitely lends better to console than other shooters that I would, I'd guess. Absolutely. All right, well, now that we've talked about that long enough, let's um, <laughs> hop into our top story. Top story. All right, so as I incorrectly said earlier, Symmetra changes <laughs> are on the horizon. Ow. Yay. Okay. Oh, well, I did not. I did not think I'd actually be happy for this. Yeah, Symmetra changes are on the horizon. Yay. And... I know Mike Hughes the most worried. I just I just felt like Symmetra didn't need to change. I still feel that Symmetra doesn't need to change. I think she's okay to be situational, but the changes they are making, I'm like, okay, they're cool. I like it. I like what they're doing with her. So first off, she's gonna be the first overall watch hero with double alts. And I think this is gonna open up a door if this works well. She's gonna have the teleporter, of course. And I think that's gonna be the, be the default alt where well, actually, yeah, I think that's the way it works. Where you're correct. When you get your alt, you see the teleporter, and once you place the teleporter down, then you can change it to something else. No, so no, what, happen- what happens? So what happens? Because I played the PTR today with the patches updated. So what happens is when the alt is full, you press Q one time, and you know how the design of the teleporter kind of comes out, and oh, you can kind of gotcha. place it. You press Q again, and it switches it to the shield generator. And you can press Q to basically alternate which one it is. And until you click it, the click is what confirms which one you're going to launch out. That's how okay? I figured it was from the way he explained it. So that's good to know. So, it's just like that. So, yeah, that's how so that I, works. I, I, I thought you put it out and then you could turn it if you want. No. no. Once it's placed, it's whatever it is. You can't switch it out. So basically, like when it's displayed and you're trying to place it like a Torbjorn turret would or like the teleporter would, you basically right. press Q to determine which one you want to do. Okay. Sounds fair. <laughs> yeah, so now you can get a teleporter, which is going to be useful, uh, obviously, when you have long runs, of course. And then you also get you know, the secondary is a shield generator which is supposed to give a substantial amount of shield. And, of course, the shield regenerates, correct? I would yeah. imagine. If you, uh, if you're in, he made uh, it seem like it would slowly field. do it. So here's what's happened. So you place the shield generator, right? And everyone on your team gets 75 shield. Shield health. Okay. And it basically sits there like a teleporter would. And everyone gets that 75 shield health as long as the shield generator is in place. Okay, and does your sh- if you're close to the shield generator, does it regenerate shield faster? Uh, I cannot confirm that. I was not paying attention to if I was low on shield 
run over to it and regenerate shield. And so everybody on your team gets 75% shield. Gets in the area shield. of it, yes. That's, I mean, I he was really it that far. Way. I was really far away from it, and I thought I had 75 more health. Like, he said, if, uh, if, it's in the, if it's in the area, it's a really far out area. He said it was. He said it was a, he said it was a very wide area. If, uh, if it is area, let's put it this way. I was at Temple of Anubis, first point, and mm-hmm. it was in the 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 okay, so it was Side in the room. room next to the bridge. I pretty much could run anywhere around that first area, and that seventy five percent health was there. Um, I mean, not seventy five percent. The seventy five health was shield health was there, and someone else placed theirs somewhere. I didn't see where they saw it, but I got theirs on top of it, and this was, of course, in. No limit because there was the only, that was the only way I could get to play Symmetra. Everyone, of was course, yeah. Yep. That's the thing about the PTR. Like, there, you have to go into no limit now. Interesting. Yeah, okay. that was a quick play. So if if it is area, I'm not a hundred percent worried about being super far away from it. Like you get that you, that health is on you pretty far. How about uh, setting it down? Could you set it on walls or anything like that, or is it strictly on the ground? So, yeah, the teleporter... I mean, the, the, the shield generator works like the teleporter. It's just a thing that you just lay on the ground. You can't, like, stick it on a wall or anything like that. I think that's kind of lame. It, it seems like in the video, he was going and saying it's going to make people have more of a concerted effort to go after this device to stop it. Because it's going to be a problem. However, I'm like, if this is a device that is, you're going to sit on the ground just like a teleporter, you know, if they're making the range large enough, like you say it is, then maybe it might not be such of a big issue. But I'd be like, I want to go and take that thing, put it onto a wall or put it behind a box or something and just hang it there where it's going to be in a way, it's going to be in a position that's going to be good for everybody that's going to provide them with that bubble, but also where it's, it's not going to stick out if I put it behind a crate or something. Well, I mean, you place it like you would any teleporter. You kind of want to put it out of the way. You don't want it to be, like, in behind a box or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, you could kind of put it behind, like, a desk, like you kind of do in New Bonnie. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's a trick to where you can, like, stick the teleporter behind, like, a desk, make it hard to shoot. But they balance it out now by giving the teleporter and the shield generator more health to to where you have to hit it more to destroy it. It's not quickly as destroyed, and it's shield health... So if uh, you fail at destroying it, there's a likelihood that that health is going to come back on that teleporter or shield generator. And not to mention on top of that, from what he said in the video, it doesn't matter if there's line of sight or not, which is pretty handy. No, yeah, yeah, you, yeah you, know, you do not have to be able to see the generator to get the 75 shield. And like, you don't, like, 75 shield is actually like, if you think about it, that's a pretty mm-hmm. decent number for shielding. Oh, it is. I mean, Symmetra used to give out 50 shield, and they was like, oh, it's too much. And then people stopped using Symmetra. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but now... It too much. And, and now your ultimate's, like, 75, and, like, it's shield health. So, like, if you get hit, it's gonna come back. Yep. Like, if you just yeah. wait. So, can you imagine Zarya with 475 shield? Or 475 oh. health, and, like... Yeah. That... Well, now, look look at Diva. Diva's gonna have 675 health. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, you might yes. have to take out that generator. <laughs> well, it means at least you know that character they revealed recently, you know, Sombra. Think, no, think about think about Tracer. Tracer with seventy five more health. 
Well, yeah, she's 225. Oh, and God, she's annoying as it is. Pain in the ass, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, okay. It, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be through, it's going to throw off balance of other characters more so than Symmetra. <laughs> right. Like, this is going, like, like he said, like, you, once you actually stop and think about it, like, it's going to make you want to kill the generator. Like, yes. Absolutely. I think that'll yeah. be kind of right. nice, well, though. That's what they expect. They expect. It sounded like he was expecting players to build defenses around the generators. Like, I mean, more than likely, we're going to see Symmetra using, like, if if all six of her turrets around the generator. Well, now what's know? nice is, like, because the generator will have shield health and it yep. takes longer to kill. It, no, if you kamikaze, there's not going to be as many kamikaze missions now. Like you know, Tracer used to just go in there and come, she might die, but she'd kill the teleporter, so it'd be worse. Right. You ain't gonna be able to get. I tried a Sombra to take it out one time, and they just like, I got destroyed by like someone who was just hanging back and just noticed me shooting uh-huh. it, and it took like, I almost want to say like it took like thirty to forty bullets to wipe that thing out give or take it almost took like a full clip of sombra right. but i don't know we'll we'll have to see yeah now i do think that sombra should be able to hack the generator now that makes sense to me right there stop it temporarily allow you to get the upper hand yeah i'll shut it down for five seconds i mean that'd, that'd be, be something they have to add but yeah i think she should be able to hack the generator i don't know what good hacking the teleporter will do but you know well even if that like they hack the teleporter to stop people coming back for five seconds that's dangerous you know right? yeah that'd that's be something. good too that'd be good well, that just makes Sombra more annoying than she already is i already don't well she's already <laughs> she's already the fun sucker let's make her the ultimate fun sucker to symmetra <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much all right so besides that she also got a photon barrier which apparently is like oh a reinhardt shield but it moves that, forward on a track so it's a like a oval oval sideways so like imagine like an oval turning on its side and there's a turret there's like a symmetric turret in the center of it and it just moves forward constantly until like the turret hits a wall and destroys itself or it just keeps going like a Hanzo Dragon Ultimate. There's a symmetric. You mean it has a symmetric turret that attacks people? No, 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 no. Oh. It, it just, it just has like the. There's a symmetric turret device projecting the shield in this oval. Oh, okay. And so if the turret hits a wall, the turret will destroy and the shield goes away. That's how. But like, if it doesn't hit anything, it just keeps fucking going, and going, like it goes forever. There's no like timer on it. Really? And the PTR, right? Oh, I'm sorry. No, and so I imagine somebody can walk through it and yeah, you can. Turret. You can. I, I actually haven't seen anyone do that. Something oh. to test. What are you people on the PTR doing? I don't know. <laughs> but it just happened. What do you want me to do? Um. <laughs> uh, but it looks like um right now it's a little buggy because I see it get caught on things like like the oval will get caught on especially in temple of anubis i saw lots of shields just being caught on things it would just sit there forever and just be like hmm. this shield is just gonna sit here and then like useful. and then like set well it shouldn't be caught though that's what i'm saying like it's kind of yeah. buggy <laughs> like they're gonna have to fix that um and people and like i think it's like, it's like seven second cooldown and then you get another so 
I could see people like launching it and then just everybody walks behind it or you like launch it in front of a turret and then they have to blow through that shield before um for your team to walk behind it. I didn't get to test it in like reality though because it was like 6 Symmetra versus 6 Symmetra. So there's not much I can really like test the turret theory behind it. And I couldn't really tell how much damage the turret, could, the shield could take because mostly people were shooting Sombra orbs or not Sombra orbs, Symmetra orbs through. <laughs> see, now you got me doing it. Symmetra orbs <laughs> through the, through the shielding. So I couldn't really tell how many, how much damage it would take for the shield to break. So. We're going to have to test that. And I guess, yeah, I guess it doesn't tell you. Reinhardt can see how much shield he has left. Yeah, this is like a moving shield. It's just kind of like, like you don't really control it once it's out there. Hmm. Okay. Now, also, uh, with that shield, or with the shield, they also made changes to how many turrets she stocks. Instead of having three, she now stocks all six. Yes, so at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You can place all six in the very beginning of the game. Which you is used pretty to nice. kind of be able to do that before if you ran to the opening. Oh, yeah. You, so, you yeah. definitely could place all six in the beginning of the game, but now it's like you don't have to wait for that recharge. Yeah, and, and now it, you can kind of... Yeah. And the, yeah. the thing is, like, before what would happen, like, once you placed your, your turrets, if you lost them, you could only place three. You know, and then you had to wait for it to charge again. Now you can you can stock up six again, and as soon as you lose six, you can put another six up. And I think it's gonna make Symmetra way more viable. Because the thing about Symmetra on offense, especially on like a payload map, right? Symmetra would be very viable on offense if she could put her turrets on the payload and stop like a Genji's and Tracers from just uh being able to sneak up and kill the back line. Now she can put those turrets on. Even if they destroy the turrets, she ha- it's easier for her to replace the turrets that get that get put up. Yeah, I also feel the recharge time is quicker now. It feels quicker. Really? I don't know if it okay. is, but it felt quicker. If that makes sense. So I don't know. I didn't but, hear anything about that. But if the pa- did the patch notes say anything? Uh, I cannot confirm or deny. So I'm not going to say anything. Mike, Mike, Mike. Let me see I'm just going to say it felt. That's the way it felt. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it'd be a lot better, honestly. You you don't get to use her turrets that much most of the time, it seems. It's like once yeah, they cool get destroyed, turret. you don't get to get up to that point to put them back up and be useful. Well, then or again, now that I stocked six of them, I always had like some laying around when one got destroyed. So it's not like I was super paying attention to my stock count, right. my stock timer. Because I typically always had one available if one got blown up. The cooldown has reduced from 12 seconds to 10 seconds. Okay, so it is a, like two seconds quicker. Yeah, and if you're looking at the health difference of the teleporter, so the, the, the teleporter used to have 200 health. Now it only has 50. However, the uh, shield went from zero, because it didn't have any, to 350. The teleporter has fucking 400 health now. Fuck Yeah! <laughs> it's a tank. Tank, tank teleporter. Tank teleporter, everybody. <laughs> yep. 350 of that health. Good lord. It's fucking shield. Oh, I think that's going to change. I'm going to microwave shit. the fuck out of people while they shoot that thing. <laughs> oh my god. Like, yeah, Genji's getting, Genji's getting behind a line and, killing, and taking out a teleporter. I mean, it could, it could still happen if you're really negligent. Oh, absolutely. 
But at that point, yeah, if you're not actually like, if you're not babysitting it, yeah, it can happen. But man, I can microwave the fuck out of people doing that now. (laughs) Yeah, like they're gonna have to, they're gonna toad that. I think it needs to be like 150 shield hell. It needs to be like Zenyatta. Make him a Zenyatta. Make the teleporter well, now, Zenyatta. <laughs> speaking of microwaving somebody, the primary, the the reach of your primary weapon is oh, now long. Oh, 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 man, it's so good. I tested it out, and um, uh, I was in Hanamura, and I went to like a vending machine, and I walked back from it, and I got all the way to like a table or something. That shit is. I I know that's like a really vague description because <laughs> I don't know like how many like inches or meters or where the fuck that is. But if you go into Hanamura and just like shoot your beam at the vending machine or whatever, and just walk backwards, man, it is. It is nice. <laughs> It very is. nice. And I think a, that was, was a very unnecessary. Nice. <laughs> the beam wasn't very short to begin with. You didn't have to be right on top, on top of somebody to use it. Yeah, but I appreciate it because I'm tired of dealing with getting shot at by D.Va now that she can move faster. So if D.Va gets a move faster buff, I'll take this. Yeah, like I, uh, the people who I think are going to cry the most are going to be Genji mains. Oh, Good. yeah, they are. Good, more sweet tears. Give me Genji mains like this. This is a huge hit for them. This is a huge hit for Genji mains. Oh yeah, like, this they, means I'm gonna pick some. Extra- like, <laughs> I know with me, the people who used to destroy my teleporter the most were Genjis. They because they're they they're agile. They sneak behind you. They only have to do 200 health. Now they gotta do 400. Now you know I can actually react when I hear that my teleporter is under attack. Yep. You know? 100. So I also think this affects Torbjorn. This kind of takes the wind out of the sails of Torbjorn. Like, cause you know, he had his, you know, he's throwing armor packs out for everybody now. He yep. can build his turret faster. He, I, like, he, he could, sl- I, I'm not going to say saying competitive. He was viable on offense. But on quick play, you could definitely use him effectively on offense now. Why? When you could just use Symmetra. I Why mean, armor is it's, so, it's, I it's, mean, it'll be more utility. Why not have both? But I mean, <sighs> Armor is so barbaric. Like, just have shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like Torbjorn was just getting like you know he had some new wind in his sails and oh, oh, cut that off right there. I don't think that's going to cut it off. I think there's yeah, still the alternatives, I, and I think if you have both that shield and the armor. All right, you know now that I think about it, because the armor doesn't replenish. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Fuck yeah, that but the, the armor doesn't replenish, but it's always up. You know the how quick armor helps you against people like Reaper. Because Reaper, like he, like he's he's not weak against armor. I should say, but like his guns just aren't as effective on armor. Yep. Yeah. Like if anything, like this just means turret bros. Like to me, <laughs> this is just turret bros. Like you put the Torbjorn turret on the payload, and then you have Symmetra turrets watching the back, like of the of the payload, so no one sneaks behind you. So I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm not. I'm not too broken up about it for Torbjorn, but even for Genji, like I'm not a big fan of Genji or Genji players. Agreed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is a huge hit for them. Like, I can, I can. The tears are gonna be coming out in the forums. I'm just waiting for it. Like, it's not gonna hit right now in the PTR, but when this, we're probably talking about where being a week out, maybe two weeks from Symmetra going live. I'll say a week out. I give it two weeks considering the bugs I saw. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw some bad bugs. PTR right, is so busted pretty hard right now, John. We'll, like, we'll say about two weeks out from Symmetra 
being live. And then when it finally goes live, oh man, that's going to be real bad. The, the thing that's going to really suck, though, is when, if, if this goes live the same week that competitive goes live, um, the problem we're going to run into is that people who don't normally play Symmetra are now going to be playing Symmetra. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah, maybe. That's to be expected. I, her her playstyle hasn't changed a whole lot though. Like the changes just amplify her playstyle. Like I don't think it's actually changed how you play Symmetra. It's no, just it made it better. Like, you no. know, so I don't know if people are still going to play her cuz she's still going to play the same and I don't know if people are cool with that. So, I don't know. We'll see. Well, yeah, they're, they're, people are going to be trying to call some type of lead strat for Symmetra. Not to mention, I mean, like, this is... I kind of, just on payload maps, I can imagine, like, if you place this, the, the, you know, the... The, the shield um, generator on it? The shield generator around where the payload is, or on the payload itself, and just defend it properly. Yep. That's going to make you really, really tough to kill. See so. what I I want to see them though let you cancel the shield generator so you can like start your energy over at a certain point to build it again in a new location because I'm worried about people with bad shield generator placements on stuff like that. That should be part of learning the game. Absolutely, nope. absolutely. Veto on that. Well, one, I mean, Mike, like sorry. if I place it, if I place the shield generator at the opening point. And we're at the third point, and I can't do a teleporter or a shield generator so, until that old one gets destroyed. Okay, oh, oh wait, no, okay. It, but so the thing here is, resets. why do you want to put this at the front of the entrance? Like, how, no, how no, far no, up no, there no, are no. you talking about no. so listen, this up? If, first of all, if you place a teleporter at the, at the opening point, that means that you, that you built up enough alt, which means you were probably having a problem at the opening point. So that they need to go there. You should have more than enough energy to place another one along the way. If you don't, well, a, you can't generate you energy while a teleporter's up. Is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Is it you timed at all? No, it's a permanent thing. So the only saving grace you have is when you cap a point. You know, like when you cap a point, the teleporter goes away and it gives you energy, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your only really saving grace there, I guess. Is if you cap a point, yeah, it'll go away. But unlike any other hero, she doesn't generate energy while this is out. Okay, that's a good point. I'll give that to you. But then does that does that mean you don't want people put like you know if you're if you're playing um well I mean I'm sixty six if you're playing Route sixty six and you place it in the beginning of the map you don't want people you know placing it. Like there, because the, you might, you know, you might, it might be out of range by the time you get to the point. Well, I'm saying, like, what if I place the shield generator a little up on Route 66? But then, if we, I guess, if we cap point, then it resets and it'll come back. I'm assuming this, obviously. I don't this think it's going to be that big of an. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue if the range is what you're telling me. And yeah, you I don't think it it'll out. be that big of an. I don't think it'll be that big of an issue either thinking about the range and as long as my only as long as they stay by the rules if when you cap a point the teleporter slash shield regenerator re gets replenished yep. and goes away then we're fine if that doesn't stay true which I haven't tested yet which I don't know why it would change it's been working so far 
then we're fine. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that that was my only concern. I don't think it'll be that big of an issue. Yeah, it actually doesn't give a... I'm looking through the patch notes, it does not give an effective range. It does not give an effective range on the uh, shield generator, unfortunately. So you don't know. Yeah, like I, it, I just, I don't have the numbers, and I mean, I would literally have to plop the shield generator down and just walk away from it and see how oh. far I could walk away. You know what? I just scrolled down a little bit more in the patch notes, and I just found a hidden Zarya nerf. Oh Jesus! <laughs> they distracted oh. you. <laughs> oh, breaking news, folks! <laughs> yeah, they're trying to sneak that in there. This is the shit that Congress does. I fucking hate it. But um. <laughs> <laughs> the, wow. So basically, the uh, projected. I mean, I got politics. I got racism in here today. I'm on a roll. <laughs> but, um, I wasn't getting in on any of that. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it says particle barrier, projected barrier, attacks that deal damage to both barrier and target of barrier, such as Reinhardt's fire strike, Hanzo's dragon strike, no longer deal damage to barrier twice. That's a nerf. That's a nerf, folks. What? <laughs> Doesn't deal damage to barriers because it twice? Go, it, goes, it goes through the player, remember? Okay. So if if you get hit from Reinhardt's Fire Strike, it hits the shield the first time. It hits the barrier the first time. Then it hits the player, and then it hits the barrier again on the way out. Okay, but you never really took damage from... Do you still... Will you take damage now? If you get hit uh, like over, I don't over... think so. I don't think you take damage from it. But it just won't count towards your energy. Yeah, it only it only it only counts towards your energy once. Okay, the the flame strike I get the dragon strike bullshit. Well, both. I mean, like first of all, the dragon strike will usually overwhelm your barrier. Period. So, right, like, but you'll, and it'll break it. Yeah, so, but I used to always like dip. My, it's always like I used to dip my toe in it to get more energy. Oh, okay. You know, if I saw it's whiffing me, I'll be like, oh, I could use some free energy. Pop shield. (laughs) Doot, 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 doot. Okay, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, but the the fire strike, the fire strike is no slouch. Like, (laughs) that does a lot of damage. Oh, that's what I was worried about. I was like, are they still going to do damage? Are they going to do damage to you now? I don't think it's going to do damage to you. Mm. Okay. But sorry, this is is Symmetra's time. I don't want to, you know, (laughs) get too far away from that, even though we're done talking about it for the most part. Um, I mean, I, I'm curious to see how the changes play. I mean, I, I, like I said, I didn't think she actually needed changes, but now that the changes are here, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm down with them. I do think that the primary, the reach of the primary weapon is unnecessary. Um, I think we will see that come down because it's not like that gun you can, it's not the gun's not easy to get away from once somebody has you locked on, and it's not difficult to lock somebody on on console. It's damn near impossible to get out of that thing. Yeah, but I need to be able to reach Farah in the sky, and I need this to get longer. So let's let's just keep this <laughs> See, quiet. Mikey is completely biased right now. Like, he, <laughs> he cannot <laughs> he cannot speak logically about this. So we're gonna have to discredit a bunch of stuff you said. Wow. Uh, the one feature that they did slide in there. That uh, I was that was kind of unexpected was that there's going to be a new p- a feature that's going to allow you to keep playing with the group that you're playing with. So let's say you're doing solo queue, 
quick play or competitive. And if your group does well, you can hit a button that says stay with group or something like that. And you, I guess it'll automatically put you guys into a group together for anybody who presses that button. So this is a way that the Overwatch team is trying to get people to play together because it's a team game, like they said. I'd be good with that. I think that'd be good. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, I think that's that's pretty interesting. Well, hopefully, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I wonder how many groups are going to get together and then break up after their first loss. <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably a lot. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, let's, um, let's move on to our next topic, which is some changes that are needed in competitive mode. And, I mean, some of these things uh, we, we've talked about, but there was a, I'm going to put the, the, the thread or the threads into the show notes. Uh, because this guy made some good points. He actually, he wrote a really long post, right? Then he went back and made a TLDR for it. For those that, uh, didn't want to read the whole thing. Doing the Raise Lord's his hand. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Mike right here. That, that's Mike. Uh, I appreciate yeah. TLDRs. Yeah, I will he, not deny. <laughs> he did bring up some good points that I really hope the Overwatch team takes into consideration because, I mean, they are our problems. I mean, besides the problems that we know happened, like the how they fucked up the match, uh, the, the the placement system, and also the grouping system. The fact that you can group a thousand SR out—that's too wide. That is just too wide, and it causes a disparity in the uh, when when the matchmaker goes to find matches for people. So there's that. But on top of that, he talked about win loss streaks causing rubber banding. Which is true. I mean, like, if you have a bad day, you get punished heavily for that. Yep. The thing about, like, the thing about wins and losses in a competitive mode is that the win, the points you get for the win is the prize. (laughs) You know? That should be it. And the points you lose for the loss is the punishment. That should be it. You shouldn't be getting punished even further if you lose three in a row. And I understand why their system is in place in Overwatch because the Overwatch team does not view competitive the same way the community does. I'm, it, it doesn't. The Overwatch team views competitive mode as a mode where people want to go in and play competitive type games, right? They want to play games that that uh, people are close to the same skill level and that they're going to be close and ha- and you know and be challenging. That is true. But that is not just true with competitive. People want close, tight, challenging matchmaking. In general. Period. Exactly. And quick play. The only place where they probably don't want close, tight, competitive matchmaking is limitless 6v6 right now. You know? Yep. But before that, we, that's how we want matchmaking to be, period. Where we just, we just want matchmaking to be, you know, playing people of similar skill levels and, and challenging. You know, I'm, that's all. That's all we want. Not yeah, asking and, much. Yeah, <laughs> and that's across the board. That's quick play and competitive. But that's how the Overwatch team designed competitive to do that. So that's why when you are on a win streak, they're like, "Oh, this guy is too good," or "or gal, sorry, this person is too good to be where they are. Let's move them up fast." Or this person isn't playing where they are, where they should be. Let's move them down fast. That's not what we want. When we say competitive, when we want a ranked system, we want a ladder that we get placed in, and then we can climb. The goal is to climb up. The goal isn't to get to a certain place and just stay there. That's not our goal when we play competitive. Because, I mean, if I make diamond, I'm going to try to get to, uh, to master. 
if I make ma- a master, I'm going to try to climb the grandmaster. If I make grandmaster, I'm going to try to t- climb the five, top 500. You know? Yep. And that's, no, I agree. Not, I don't know if that's really being explained to them properly. Like, yeah, your idea behind SR should be actually, should actually be the idea. And I'm not saying that the actual SR system should be applied to matchmaking because it's broken. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> the idea behind the SR system should totally be applied to matchmaking across the board. You know? And he says that the rubber, and you know, you, you know, if you have a bad day, you get pushed down a lot. Yeah. You know, and if you have a good day, or let's say you get put on a good team, you can skyrocket to a place where you're probably not supposed to be. Yeah, streaks really need to get toned down or just fucking leave. Yeah, I think streaks need to go. There's no reason to have streaks. I mean, the, <laughs> your 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 um uh prize for being on a win streak is not losing any points. <laughs> you know that's that's your prize for being on a win streak. You know, rubber banding like you know is causing a lack of cohesion and skill tiers, like he said, like you know, what if a good player has a bad day and gets pushed down to a uh you know, to a lower level where he's not supposed to be, you know, that's where you get into that ELO hell where you're a good player and you're trying to do good and you're trying to climb back up, but now you're kind of stuck in this place where people have di- like the, the skill level difference is too dynamic. And it's not like you're the only good person on your team. You know what I'm saying? Like you may have you and one other person or two other people who are on the same skill level, but we talked about it before. And it's the same problem that we have with groups, right? Though just having one or two or three people at a high skill level doesn't account for having one, two or three people who are at a low skill level. It doesn't balance out that way. It's the same, it's the same thing we talked about weeks ago with, with the group system, why it should not allow a thousand SR between, uh, you know, between between players. Now he also uh brought up that the system needs to gradually decrease changes to SR the more you play, and this is true. And actually, I think the system already does this. The more you play game, the more you play games, the the less SR difference you have. Because for example, on PS4 right now, when I win a match, I get like forty points. When I lose a match, I lose like forty or fifty points. On Xbox, when I win well, yeah, a match, that's just... oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, that's just averaging. Like it's always like it's always easier to get higher earlier, and then as like as you keep playing, like your numbers start you know screwing with that less and less depending on where you're at. Yeah, but it needs to happen faster. Like I've played enough matches on PS4 where I should not be getting forty four. Uh, you know, I shouldn't be getting 40, 50 points for a regular win, not even a uh, a, 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 a streak win. On Xbox right now, dude, I'm winning and losing 60 points a pop. Yeah. On PC, I'm, I'm winning. When I win, it's usually around 25 to 30. When I lose, it's somewhere around 20. 20 between 20 and 25. On PC, I definitely win more right now than I lose. But on PC, I've played like you know, like somewhere close to like oh, actually over two hundred games because of all that data I was collecting. Yeah, you know, so yeah, definitely. Um, 
I think that like the system does it now. It just needs to do it faster, I believe. And uh, another point that he brought up is that personal performance causes a disparity in progressions between different hero choices. It is inherently flawed. SR changes need to be geared w- toward win ratios, and personal experience needs to be removed. 100% correct. I think we talked about this before. And, you know, part of my uh, the data I was collecting was to see, you know, does using certain characters and how you do with certain characters does that affect SR? It definitely does, and even the Overwatch team says it, it does affect it. But the thing about Overwatch, uh, even more so than Team Fortress ever was, I shouldn't say ever was, but more so than Team Fortress, it is a really team-dependent game. You know, it's a really team-dependent game, uh, and how well you play a specific character, should, you know, you can play you can play the best Reinhardt in the game and still lose, <laughs> you know, and still lose a substantial amount of points because of it. Like, or let's say a character like um, a healer specifically, you can't be a good healer if. Like, listen, you can't be a good Zenyatta. You can't be a good uh, Mercy or Lucy, or maybe not necessarily Lucio, but like, you know, you can't be a good healer if you don't have people protecting you from like Winston's and uh, Genji's, now Sombra's. You can be the greatest Mercy on the planet, but if you have one or two teammates that aren't doing their job to protect you from flankers or people who get in the back line, now you look to the system, you look like ass. <laughs> you know, yep. it looks like you're not doing well. And that's why personal performance really needs to get uh, put out. I mean, if you're playing an attacker, it's a little bit different. I think it's a lot easier to track or to determine how well somebody is doing as an attacker, like, at, you know, by getting DPS. I know I've had games where I've lost a soldier or Reaper, and I have, you know, uh, in the, 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 you know, 15k 20k damage on those characters and we and we still lost but even that to a degree like you know if the opposing team is good and your reinhardt just keeps pulling down his shield at the wrong time or you have a zarya that's not putting uh, barriers on you uh properly like that can uh, the, your other teammates performance can actually really affect your performance so having somebody judging by personal performance is just unfair and in this post he put, you know, uh, just to name a few areas where personal performance measures are lacking. It cannot account for team communication, uncommon or unique strategies, team strategies, strategies that, do, that don't conform to ordinary standards, distractions that give your team, sorry, distractions that give your team the advantage in a fight, early pickoffs, or any other complex interactions in the game. Personal performance measures uh, will always be woefully inadequate in a game like Overwatch, and any influence personal performance should have over your skill rating should be removed from the game already. <laughs> and he's 100% right. It can't account mm-hmm. for any of that stuff. Even if you are, let's say you're playing like an Ana, and you may not be doing the, the best at picking off enemies or even healing your allies. But if you're able to say, this person's here, this person's here, this person's calling out here, or you're building up your ult and giving it to somebody in, in the clutch, like if you're really good at doing that, it can't account for any of that. You know? No, you're right. I, so I don't, I mean, it can't. So how, so what do you do? You take it out. 
<laughs> so they yes. take it out. Oh, sure. But they, he was suggesting that your, you know, your SR should be determined by uh, your your win rate, and I, I agree. Yeah, he's like, I'll just read what he says here. There already exists a perfectly adequate system for measuring your contributions to the team you have played with, which is your win rate. If you have a greater than 50% win rate with a hero, that means overall you are making a positive contribution to your teams. Negative, uh, under 50% means that you need to change your play style or improve your, on your gameplay mechanics, I guess, overall or with that hero. He says, we don't need to explain why this is happening. We don't need to apologize for players who was practicing. Who, we don't need to apologize for the player who was practically carrying his team and still lost. One ratio is the best measure we have to explain where a carry should be in terms of skill rating, especially in a system that is focused on taking advantage of distributions and our understanding of margin of error. So he's not saying you get SR based on your win ratio. He's saying that your wins and losses should really determine where you are in the skill tree. And that is 100% correct. And that's why I, th- I think um, having like a flat 20, 30 points per win or uh, a, a flat 20, 30 points per loss is okay. That's that was better when they had that in beta, because you can easily see like, okay, I need this many games to make it to the next level, you know, or to make it to the next rank. It's easy to see. Versus like you know having a big question mark on your head, like how many games have we played where we've played and we're like, oh man, that was a good game. I did fucking awesome, and then you only get like twenty one points for the win. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. It becomes a bit discouraging like that after a while. Yeah. Yeah, you only get so many points for a really good game. Yeah. Yeah, I I got five gold medals. I got, you know, uh, fucking uh, 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 damage in the the teens. I I, I got a bunch of eliminations. I, I I played my role perfectly, but yet I got 21 points. Next game I lose, I lose 40. (laughs) You know? Like, come on. That's the thing. And I think that goes back to what I said originally when I started talking about this, that the Overwatch team is trying to use competitive mode to just get you matches matches closer to your skill level so that they're competitive and fun. When that's not what... Well, I mean, we do want that, but we want that across the board versus having a ladder system is essentially what we want here. And unfortunately, even if that is the goal, they're not even hitting that goal. Because we, you still get placed in matches that have a lot of people. Like the, the the skill curve is off because you just well actually the Overwatch team admitted that they fucked up a placements and too many people were placed together, which means the skill level between car uh, between players is very is can be really really great. You know, right? Like that. Yeah. No, I get. Yeah, you're. So, I mean, you're right. It's because they've clustered too many people in the middle instead of like it being most at the bottom and it dwindling as you go up. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm gonna post like I'm gonna post both of those. Uh, there's two threads specifically. I'm gonna post those in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Uh, and you know, you can leave a comment or just um, leave a comment on that thread or you know, reply back to us and let us know what you think. Uh, let's get to the user feedback. Like I said, we had we had some user feedback last week uh, from a few sources. Uh, one is from Rectify89 on Twitter. Uh, he actually sent me a tweet saying that he had to disagree with what I had to say about Sombra last <laughs> week. You know, 
He says that uh, she. Well, he, this is what he said. I'm, I'm gonna go through the whole thing, but she's a meta killer, and it and it's great. And her damage isn't that great. Empty that clip into Roadhog up close, and she barely tickles him. Okay. Now I will say at the end of this, he did agree with me on the damage. At the end, fine. I think he played. Like, he played somber a bit more, and a few days later, I heard back from him. He saw the light, and I welcomed him back into the fold. <laughs> <laughs> But as we said, but in the meantime, this is what happened. So I replied back to him. I said, attack heroes aren't supposed to be tank busting on their own. Even Reaper only is effective against tank at tanks after their armor is gone. So he's, he goes to say that Tracer emptying a clip into a Roadhog or a Reinhardt murders that tank up close, which he's right. It does do a great deal of damage uh, to those, those characters. And she can zip out or time travel uh, out of those situations, he's basically saying. So, uh, you know, he's basically trying to tell me that you know, based off of what Sombra can do versus other attackers, that it's fair that her damage is where it is. Uh, she's saying Sombra has barely any, you know, no mobility after her invis is gone, and she's slower than Zarya, and her gun spread is disgustingly bad, so trying to run away and spray is ineffective. Which is why I love her, because you have to be mad cautious with your CDs, because because uh, they aren't as forgiving as Tracers or Reapers, because once she's spent, she's dead, when other attackers have little more escape to counter or, or counter. So my reply to that basically it was a few things. Well, first of all, I, want to, I did want to address one thing, uh, Rectify, when you talked about her, which I, which I didn't address on Twitter. When you talked about her spread, and you're right, when, when you have her reticule or her, or her crosshair set to bloom, it does spread out quite a bit, just like Tracer. What I'd recommend is turning bloom off. Because even though her spread's kind of there, you'll see that most of her bullets still go right into the center of that fucking circle. <laughs> like, and you would do as much damage as you're doing now. I'm pretty sure you're going to be doing more if you turn that off. Or if you already have it off, let me know. But I think if you turn Bloom off, you'll definitely see a difference there. So, but like I said, he already agreed with me about the damage portion. But I guess I want to, I want to bring it up because I want to see if anybody else disagreed. What do you think? Do you, can you add to his argument? And on top of that, he said that she do, that Sombra really doesn't have any, uh, you know, that Tracer has greater escape options than Sombra. And I think that is not true at all. I she think that, has more escape options is the correct yes. term. Yes. Not I, better, but more. Oh, more. Okay, more escape options, yes. But I think Sombra has a much better, much better escape option because it's like this. Tracer. She engages in a fight. If she wants to use her recall to escape that fight, she needs to decide within five seconds of doing so. Other than that, she's stuck there. But even her dash or her blink really, uh, it only get, it only moves her five meters away. And if she's running away from somebody, I mean, I've caught many a tracer. Actually, to be honest with you, I've caught many a Tracer on a recall. Like, I'll be finding her as Roadhog, and she'll recall, and I'll just remember where she was five seconds ago. I'll turn there. She gets there. Boom, I'll hook her. So, you know, that's the thing about Tracer. With Sombra, Sombra has, once she puts her translocator down, she has 15 seconds to engage and disengage, like, completely out of the fight. She can put her translocator down someplace or throw it up somewhere, right? Go invisible to get the jump on an enemy disable that enemy for the next five seconds and then start the fight it puts her in a much better position however there is a counter to that though 
in that not only can you have people near her who can reach her by range, you can hit her mid-teleport. As a Reinhardt, I've seen Reinhardts do it, and I've done it as a Reinhardt, and I've had it done to me. What I don't know, because I haven't tested yet, is if you could be sniped out of it by Widowmaker. Out of Translocator? Yes, you can be hit out of tr while you're translocating. You can be hit and knocked out of it. That's got to be a lag issue. Are you sure issue. that's not a lag issue? That's got to be a lag issue. I that's... watched on their screen, and I was definitely in the teleport at the time when I got hit. Uh, it, it I, only ha I only see it happening with Reinhardt so far, but I haven't tested it with anybody else. Yeah, I have not seen that. I have not seen that. But still, I have not seen that either. Even if that is the case where you have, like, let's say, 0.5 seconds where you can be hit during the teleport, you still have 15 seconds to engage and disengage a fight. That's true. Yeah, and that's I, why I think wrong. She, that's why I think she has a better. Um, you know, a better escape mechanic than than Tracer, because Tracer can only go five seconds back. So you know she's, you know, if she teleports, unless she unless she recalls as soon as the fight starts, she's going to be close to you, right? With Sombra, she can translocate anywhere within 15 seconds. So she could be, dude, she could be anywhere on the map at that point. She could put a translocator I mean, down right next to a health pack that she hacked already. And then just translocate. Yeah, back. but I mean, you can. Yeah, you know, the enemy can also find that translocator and then just be like, "Oh, you're here camp now, it. dead." And, yeah, but they can camp it, but this isn't Counter Strike. This isn't Call of Duty. How often are people going to camp a translocator? The likelihood of that happening is very low. Widowmaker. Okay, that's a bad Widowmaker if she just sits there and looks at the translocator. That counts as camping of the translocator. The likelihood of that happening is very low. Yeah, but the I mean, reason I brought it up was not to say this guy is wrong. Right. <laughs> the reason I, I I'm I'm bringing it up <laughs> and I'm like, Ja is open for discussion. You could we could talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to hear what other people have to say. Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think Rectify was right? Apparently, the damage thing is right on the money. So if you want to bring that argument again, I got two people now. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to argue the damage thing. I'm just going to argue that Tracer has more get outs than Sombra, and I'm not going to say either one is better than the other. Yeah, she. Well, she. You mean escapes? Like she can. Yeah. She can, yeah. I mean, fine. You know, she can has the recall, and she has the the blink. Blinks. Yeah. She has those, but those are. I, I'm not almost say counterable, but they're very easy to deal with. I've killed many a Tracer trying to get away. Whereas with That's a Sombra, true. you have a very small window, a pull cord in the bond, to, to get them as they're translocating. Uh -huh. mm. So, as I said, I want to bring it up. I told them I was going to bring it up on the show. Here we are. So, you know, that's what I, I want to do. Let him know if he, uh, you know, if anybody agrees with him, back him up. Show him some love. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, our next email, our next, uh, yeah, our next uh user feedback we got was actually from Sumicidal uh, slash uh, he's also Gun to Mind on PC so uh, he was Sumicidal here first so that's what I'm going to address him as. Hold on, I'm trying to actually trying to pull it up right now. Here we go. So I think he also disagreed with us on last week's show. I'm pulling it up now. Here we go. Yes. That's how the email starts. I had to disagree about two points. <laughs> so uh, he says I have to disagree about two points. One, the quicker leveling after prestige thing. I personally had people I played with, I played with quit playing when they were about to prestige right before the Halloween event. 
with the thought of quick leveling and extra loot boxes. Problem is, they never came back after they got into other things. By de-incentivizing quitting, Overwatch for later benefit, maybe they won't lose so many players. And I have to disagree with you on this. I think if if those people really wanted to play Overwatch, they would have kept playing Overwatch. I have new games, and I'm still playing Overwatch. Yeah, yep. I, I, I thought I was going to stop playing Overwatch for World of Final Fantasy for a little bit. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, Final Fantasy XV, yeah, I might be gone for a little bit, but that's another story. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think if anybody who stopped who stops playing Overwatch uh, just to 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 uh, you know get their loot boxes or get faster loot boxes, I think they weren't that into Overwatch in the first place, and that's part of the problem. Like you know, Overwatch was probably helping them get over the hump, or it's just another game they play. I mean, I think anybody who listens to this show, right, you are a big fan of Overwatch. You don't listen to a podcast about Overwatch if it's just another game you play. I play Heroes of the Storm sometime. I don't listen to any Heroes podcasts. You know? Mm-hmm. That, that's just, yeah, no, I got you. I understand. Yes. So that's, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a little different. Like, they weren't really, they weren't heroes, suicidal. I hate to break it to you. They weren't heroes. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We'll be your bros, though. Well, it's cool. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be heroes with you. Uh, and his next point was that the new Overwatch post buff slash nerf I was under the assumption that all of it was was to try to add variety to the tournament scene and he's talking about the the changes that came in the last patch add uh, variety to the tournament scene by making must picks Lucio, Zarya, Anna, Kinda McCree have some competition Mercy, D.Va, Soldier 76 when deciding who to build a comp with if I remember correctly, S76 had the highest percent pick rate in normal play even before the buff, according to whatever third-party site it was. Probably like Master Overwatch, but I, th- I think you're right. Like I did see that stat, too, that Soldier 76 was played uh, a lot. But I'm going to get into that. Uh, so I don't know if it had anything to do with people not knowing how to play him. I think he did need a buff, but 20 per round was just insane. 18 and slightly more damage drop-off, question mark. I digress, but balancing around pro meta seems to be what is happening. To be, in your words or less, fucking boring. <laughs> oh, so to be, in your words, less, fucking boring. People quotes around that. And if so, it's it's really just bullshit because of all the same shit you talked about, about in meta is not gospel sermon. Sorry, I'm butchering your email. I did not. I read it like one time, and I put it in, and I didn't read it again. I should have read it before the show, so I'm really sorry for butchering that around. Uh, anyway, keep up the showmates, uh, the good showmates, and I still look forward to playing with you guys someday. Glad Mikey is back and in good health also. Until next time, suicidal slash guns to mind. So, um, I think we, well, for the most part, we kind of agree with what we said about the buffs and the nerfs. Um, except the fact that he doesn't know, well, he doesn't think that it's really about people not knowing how to play those characters. I did say that last week that these, but actually, I think I said that right after we finished reading the list, that these nerfs and buffs were really about people not know how to play characters properly. Just because Soldier 76 is the most played character does not mean that people actually know how to play him. I think he is the most recognized, like his, his kit is the most recognized. 
So I know when I first started playing Overwatch, the first person I jumped on was Soldier 76. So because I, I knew that I would kind of know how to play him already, and then I could see what the other characters can do. So that's probably why Soldier 76 has the highest play rate. But just and even if that's not the case, even if people are playing him, that doesn't necessarily mean they know how to play him. Uh, so knowing how to play Soldier isn't like knowing how to play certain characters like a Lucio, where you have to know when to activate your abilities uh you know and when to move and where to be playing so knowing how to play Soldier 76 is more about no is more about i guess basic shooter skills like situational awareness knowing which characters to attack having accuracy things like that and people there are lots of people who play soldier 76 who really shouldn't <laughs> like you know like they, they 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 don't have the accuracy uh, to, to do so, I was playing with a, a buddy of mine, um, Spaceman Craig, and we were playing a match, and we got decimated the first round, and it was because this guy was playing Soldier Seventy Six, and he wasn't doing shit. I was a Zenyatta, and I had silver, I had silver damage, and we were trying to figure out, well, who's fucking up? Is it the Roadhog or is it the Soldier Seventy Six? Well, the next round, the guy didn't go Soldier 76. It was definitely him. <laughs> because, yeah, it was, like, we, we rolled over that team the next round. But, yeah, like there's a lot of people who play Soldier and w- besides using his abilities at, at the wrong times, like he's such a raw character that it's, you know, you could... You know, what, what are you going to mess up? Putting his, uh, his, health, uh, his health orb or his health thing down? Doing his ult at the wrong time, like that's that. Those are just residuals. Like the the core of Soldier seventy six is really about um, hitting your targets on time, or or, or or having accuracy so you can hit your targets a lot. Like I, if you hit your targets, or if you got a lot of headshots with Soldier seventy six, or mostly headshots, you melt not melt enemies, but you kill enemies pretty easily before. Now you just have to hit less shots. That's why I think it's more about people not knowing how to play him properly. Because you can be less accurate with Soldier now and only and hit less shots and still get killed. And the same oh, thing, yeah. And the same Easy. Thing was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with Zarya. Zarya's nerfs are totally about people not knowing how to play Overwatch because Zarya got nerfed because people keep feeding her. The nerfs are in and people are still feeding her. That's another thing I wanted to bring up. The nerfs were completely ineffective. Every fucking game, I see Zarya's at a hundred percent. I still get a hundred percent. I didn't think it was going to be as easy, but Dude. people still fuck up. Like I'm getting energy, like no problem still, even with these nerfs. Oh, it's, it's stupid. It's, it, it really is frustrating. It really, really is frustrating that people. You say you just. I, I'm saying it over and over again in these games. Like, stop feeding Zarya. Stop feeding Zarya. Stop shooting at the Zarya. Stop shooting. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, actually, it's uh, maybe I'm, I'm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not that old, but anybody here remember that movie Broken Arrow with John Travolta? I think so. Yeah. Remember the, yeah, like, the part where they're like, they, they, the, the stuff of the movie is like they, they steal a nuke, right? Uh huh. And somebody in John Travolta's in, in, in like John Travolta's car. Uh, is shooting past the nuke like they're dri- they're trying to drive away. It's like a chase, right? He's shooting past the nuke to shoot at somebody else, and John Travolta's like, "Please stop shooting at the nuclear weapon." <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how I feel with Zarya when people just keep amping up her shield. It really shouldn't be that easy. Winston's 
If you play Winston, I really don't want to see you charge that Zarya shield, please. Please let go of the left trigger when she amps up. Uh, please. They're starting, I'm starting to see uh, smarter Zarya's, too. Like, they'll sit there, they'll wait till, you know, if I'm playing McCree, I get right up in somebody's face. They'll pop a bubble on that guy or somebody else because they know I'm going to, you know, fan the hammer or something. I'm like, God damn it. I have to and stop and hold back well, yeah. right out of the but way. That's, but that's smart Zarya playing. That's, like, how you should do. Every time you see a hook or a flashbang or pocket sand or whatever you want to call it go off, like, you should be bubbling that person instantly because reaction of the person is going to be shotgun or fan the hammer or, you know, whatever. Yep. Like, that's just smart Zarya play. Like, le- people learning how to do that is good because that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think Zarya should be rewarded. A smart Zarya should be rewarded for that. But, you know, me seeing all, like, every game, dude, every game I'm seeing Zarya's at 100%. And that's just because people aren't playing the game properly. I don't know what they have to do to stop that from happening. Learn. I mean, obviously, maybe you can play it a little. You know, if you're playing at a higher level, it shouldn't be happening nearly as much. But man, I think below, like we're talking about, we're talking platinum level players here. Maybe you'll get better next season. We're talking platinum level players here that are charging Zarya shields. I mean, yeah, in, in quick play, that's is gonna, one thing. But that's going to diminish with the new SR. I I really hope like we're not going to see. I think a lot of platinum players are going to wake up and be silver one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and uh, the thing about D.Va, the D.Va buff to me was another kind of, like, learn how to play, you know, learn to play issue simply because, like, they gave her more health and uh, better mobility because D.Va was really going after targets she probably could, should not. They fixed D.Va. They fixed D.Va good, in my opinion. But then they gave her this. This just pushes her over the edge. Like, if you know what targets you should be going after... Then I think Diva was perfectly fine. And then if you don't, if you're not going after those targets, maybe you need to switch characters. But you know, every character shouldn't be able to handle every situation. You know, I mean, so, yeah, that's the point, right? Like every, I mean, I thought that was the point of the game. Not every hero should be able to do everything. Yes, exactly. Should, should Symmetra be able to take out like Bastion turrets from far the fuck? Well, I mean, yes. she can with the orbs. <laughs> um, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Should she be able to snipe people? No. That's <laughs> why go. she That's doesn't better. have a sniping tool yet. Hold on, Symmetra buff coming, sniping tool coming in. Yeah, Who knows? That's, that's better. Yeah, but that's why I um that's why I do think that most of the I, I mean I, I don't get me wrong, I totally understand what you're uh what you're saying and we like I said, we agree for the most part, but I do think along with the chain the meta changes because you're right, they do. Like, the Lucio nerf was totally about making him not a tier anymore. So fucking stupid. Yeah. I I don't know why Lucio like that was a, Lucio that was a bad is so nerf. less of a pick now. That for was me. a bad nerf. Mm. Yeah, uh, but I do think that along with that, it's just as likely that they wanted to do that because people just aren't playing the game properly and they're seeing they were seeing lots of charge of Zarya. I'm I'm curious what's going to happen next with Zarya because people just aren't haven't gotten the hint. So, I think that I think they're gonna have to re revert her damage, the damage buff they gave her back in beta. I think they're gonna end up reverting that. Hey, Zarya's? Yeah, she got a damage buff in beta. I don't. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. So I think they specifically said they did not want to do that, which is why they they cut her. 
her her uh, the her um, energy down by twenty percent when she gets damaged, but that's not working apparently. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I think that's gonna bring us. Oh no no no! Just want to bring up one thing real quick, and then we're gonna close out. Um, well, actually, a couple things. First of all, that Overwatch first strike first strike graphic novel has been canned. They are not doing that anymore. Apparently, they've been working on it for years. And the original idea, and I'm going to read this, the original idea for the graphic novel dates back to the early days of the game's development and came from our desire to tell the story of the founding of Overwatch during the Omnic Crisis. Apparently, there's a lot been, has been a lot that's changed since then. I mean, there's, well, we talked about uh, Sombra, right? Sombra was not supposed to be a hacker. Sombra, like yeah. the, the whole hacking thing with Sombra, is something that came as a concept that came about after the game was released. So yeah. things have changed for the game a lot, and that's why they're really gonna. That's why they're canning the first strike novel. I, for, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. I don't blame them honestly because this way they don't accidentally pigeonhole themselves. You know what I mean? Because uh, like if like let's say an older cast member of Overwatch just appears out of nowhere. And they weren't in the first strike or even hinted in the first strike novel, everyone would be like, Where the fuck did this person come from? With no, you know, whatever. <laughs> you can write around that though. You could well, write yeah, bullshit in, or yeah, you could be like on it. Surprise Doomfist or you know, more <laughs> well, Okay, but there is hints there's hints everywhere at Doomfist, okay. <laughs> there are hints everywhere for Doomfist. But you but you get what I'm saying. Like they won't they don't if you can avoid retconning, I'm sure you would like to, right? right. Who wants to actually know, say, yeah, we're ret... <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Any, Star Wars. I mean, he's not... I mean, yeah. I mean, well, that's LucasArts. Lucas fucked that shit up beyond all repair. They had to retcon. No, they didn't. Um, no, they didn't. George no, Lucas didn't, didn't know how to step away. We the show. No, they did not. <laughs> okay. Really? We were going to talk about the first three movies, the episode one, two, and three? Okay, We're going to cool. talk about <laughs> the <laughs> massive Star Wars universe that was built outside of the center, outside of the movies, okay? That's what we're going to talk about after the show. Okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm going to let you finish talking about Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you can avoid retconning, you should do it. End discussion. <laughs> Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, I got it, but I, I do think it's a problem they could have wrote around. But like, I'm not too broken up about it. I do. I mean, I think everybody's thirsty for Overwatch lore. Agreed. You know, very so, much so. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, the, I think that's that's the biggest hit here that we're we're not going to get that graphic novel. And we're not going to get the lore that we're looking for. Uh, besides these animated shorts that may or may not give us more lore now, because the Sombra one uh, probably did a lot for the lore. <laughs> you know, we know something's going on. Yep. But other than that, we don't know. But well, we'll see what they do after this. Hopefully, don't take another few years to get one out. Uh, so, a couple things in closing. First of all, I want to thank everyone who has joined the club so far on Xbox Live. That is the name of the club is Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. Uh, we I've had some good times playing with you guys already. I'm hoping to play with more of you very very soon. And we're also looking to create a PS4 community soon that we can use to, uh, uh, you know, organize to get games together. Now, I know on the Xbox One, 
honestly, I'm not sure if you guys get notifications when I create a LFG. I do know when I go to party, when I, when I go over to like a party on the menu, it shows all of the LFGs available from my groups. So you might want to check that out if you're looking for a group to play with, or you can just go to the club uh, page and uh, you know see who's on. You can create your own LFGs if you want to as well. Uh, also, I did make get a customized image for the club. So if you guys can tell me what you think of that, that would be helpful <laughs> to say the least. So thanks. But yeah, like I said, thank you for everybody joining the club. We're gonna play together soon. We're looking to create a PS4 community as well. Um, next week. I will not be on the show. Um, unfortunately, I cannot be in two places at one time. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, ja has limitations, and Ja cannot be in two places at one time. So <laughs> I will not be on the show next week. However, uh, Crash Tag and Meza have agreed uh, to be on the show. So the guys from Double Tap are going to be on Watchpoint Radio next week. They also play a bunch of Overwatch. Meza is on a pro team. So um, it should be good times. Uh, a lot of, some of you liked Meza. I got some good feedback from the last time he was on the show. So he will be back next week along with Crash Tag. So it should be some good times. Um, finally, uh, once again, I'll talk about Heroes of Overwatch. If you guys are looking for a group of people to play with, uh, there's a Facebook community called Heroes of Overwatch where uh, you can find lots of people who play Overwatch on all different platforms who are always looking for other people to play with. Good people there. Uh, I saw that Rectify joined, so welcome. Uh, perhaps a few others. You know, Shout me out if you get in there so I know that you're there. Because um, obviously I don't know everybody's name who listens to this podcast. Uh, but I did, rec- I did recognize his tag when it showed up, so... I'm glad to have you, and we're always looking to welcome more people into that group. Uh, but yeah, I think that is that's really going to do it for us. That is going to bring us to the end of the show. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, we're available on iTunes. We're available on Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud. We have an RSS feed available for those of you who have an RSS reader or a podcast reader. Um, other than the ones we mentioned, you can just slap it right in there. Links are available for each platform uh, right on the Mashes Buttons website. You can go to twitter.com slash MTB site uh, to find us there. We're on facebook.com slash Mashes Buttons, and we are on youtube.com slash Mashes Buttons. Mikey, where can they find you? They can find me at K-E-Y underscore L-O-C-K-E. Bond. Uh, underscore jaw underscore. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest shit you have ever said. Congratulations. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, so you can find me at underscore and me and apparently Bond. We're sharing a Twitter account now at underscore. Oh, Jesus. I can't handle that. Underscore. I can't handle if you are sharing a Twitter. That's too much. Oh yeah, you can you can find me there. Um so yeah. <laughs> Bond thinks I'm his secretary. That is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'd always like hearing from you guys. So whether you email us or if you uh, use the contact form on the website or just leave a comment on the website or SoundCloud, um, Facebook. We try to, we really do try to get the comments from all over the place. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit more obscure, like the one we, you know, when we get ones on SoundCloud. But if you, you know, I guess the best ways to contact us would be through WPR at mashlessbuttons.com. That's our email address. Uh, on Twitter, 
or on Facebook or yeah, I guess SoundCloud is the least desirable way. Let me leave it like that. <laughs> Let me put it like that. But <laughs> if you do put it on there, I will try. I, I do keep an eye out, so it's just um, I'm not used to getting comments on there, so sometimes I, I skip them, but uh, by accident. But yeah, just reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. You know, whether you agree, you disagree. You know, uh, I am open for discussion. I am, don't, but do know I will adamantly defend my my stance. <laughs> be, be ready for that. I will defend myself and, and what I said most of the time. When we're flat out wrong, like we were about the mercy res, you know, I'm not going to fight you on that. But, but if uh, you know, if it's an opinion thing, you know, we can we can converse. So just reach out to us and let you know talk to us. Um, if you enjoy the show. Uh, the best way for you, and you want to help us out, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to help us out is to share the podcast with others. And also, if you, uh, on your platform of choice, whether it's iTunes or uh, Stitcher Smart Radio, Google Play Music, if you can rate and review us, that is super helpful. And we would really, we, um, we really appreciate when you guys do that. Actually, there is one thing I did forget. Well, recently on iTunes, I, I don't. I guess it was over the last week or so. We got. It was funny because we got a review that really should have been a comment on iTunes, right? Uh, we got somebody that says, "Hold on, let me see." Um, uh, he says that you know we made a. Uh, he says I understand they're doing a podcast and enjoying it, but they're or they are. That's what he's supposed to say. They are making. They are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to read his comment, but he wrote it. Incorrectly, like he didn't use proper English. <laughs> He's saying, uh, but they are making a lot of assumptions about Sombra, and it just seems like they're trying to make content instead of good conversation. Don't get me wrong; I'm not like upset that somebody left that on iTunes. If you're st- if whoever wrote that, if you are still listening to the podcast, please tell me like what, like you know, what assumptions we're making specifically you said we're making uninformed assumptions assumptions so you know if you i i want to know i actually went back and listened to the last podcast and the last podcast we really weren't making that many assumptions about sombra like we were talking about our experience with her maybe he was talking about the one with me and you bond uh perhaps you you barely you barely played her i didn't play her at all yet i mean i i got a little bit of time on her but i didn't think we were you know Making false assumptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I fine. wonder if he was talking about when we were doing like the speculation when no one knew anything about Sombra. Maybe. And that's pretty much what everybody was Maybe. doing. The comment's a little new, which is which is fine. I'm I'm curious. So if you can write to me or hit me on Twitter, tell me like w- like what assumptions are you talking about? Tell me. That's all I want to know, which is fine. <laughs> but um. Yeah, comments and and ratings. Even if uh, we, uh, of course, we prefer not to get negative ratings. But if we do get ones, they are they're actually still kind of helpful because it tell us where you know where we went wrong. If we went wrong yeah. someplace, <laughs> you know. So they're uh, don't like negative ratings, but they're still helpful. So thanks, uh, thanks for taking the time to to comment on the show. But um, yeah, you might want to stay tuned after the show. To hear what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons, and you can go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. Uh, so like I said, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, communicating with us. Thanks for the iTunes comments. You know, one star, Ja loves you anyway. 
I just love you a little less than the people who gave us five stars. <laughs> but but uh, you guys have a good week. Enjoy your holiday for those living in the United States or anywhere else celebrating Thanksgiving. I'm not sure. Do, do Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving? I don't think. I, I, think, they I don't think they do. They have like Boxing Dude. Day or something. Yeah. yeah Boxing like, Day? Boxing Day, yeah. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. Like that legit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I think you need. I, I don't. Th- I don't. Yeah, you might need to search that one, Mike. I think Bond is right. Okay. So, yeah, but um, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy your holiday. I will see you guys in two weeks, Mikey and Bond. Bond, are you gonna be on the show next week? Uh depends on work. <laughs> okay, so Mikey's definitely gonna be on the show next week. Yep, All I right. should be back from Seattle in time, so yeah, I should be there. Alright, so, yeah, so Mikey will see you next week for sure and I will see you guys soon. Take care. Later. See, see you later, everybody. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, November 21st, Jorge and David transmit in orbit, talking about Wrath of the Machine ride-along, Crucible matchmaking, and Trials of Osiris rusted lands. On Tuesday, November 22nd, Nick and Katie continue their quest to educate you on wild lore on the Torn and the Goblin. This week, talking about BlizzCon's impact on lore, Gadgets and and the Tomb of Sargeras. On Wednesday, November 23rd, Jarrett, Mikey, and Bond bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio, talking about updates coming to Symmetra, changes needed in competitive mode, and user feedback. On Friday, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SitRep Radio, talking the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.